0: Hey, welcome, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am the founder of the missional church network called Every House, the senior pastor of Abundant Grace Church, and the TV host of The Miraculous Life. I want you to know that if you are looking for healing in your life, if you or someone you know needs a touch from God, you have found the right podcast. Because this podcast is filled with interviews, teachings, testimonies, all aimed to help you build a really strong biblical faith in God's healing power. Now, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever tried to assemble something, bake something, and you thought you did everything correctly? You thought you put all the ingredients in there, only to find out that you left something critical out of the mixture. Well, healing is like that. Many people are thinking that they've done everything correctly, that they've obeyed the fullness of God for healing to flow, only to be disappointed and not have healing manifest in their life. Well, I want to tell you that it's very frequent that even in the realm of healing, people are missing a key element or ingredient. We're going to discuss that today, and it's going to be all about intimacy. It's going to be revealing that deep intimacy with God is lacking in many, many people. So my promise to you today is that if you listen all the way through, you are going to receive some gems that are going to accelerate the depth of intimacy with God. And it's going to be life-changing and it's going to release healing in your life. Now, to help us unpack this topic, we've got a very special guest with us today. His name is Dr. Steve Green and he has served as the dean of the business college and professor of marketing at oral roberts university he served as publisher and executive vice president at charisma media he's the author of a book called love leads which is an amazing read all about leading from a spiritual perspective and how to increase productivity of teams the way that God does it. Very, very powerful. He's also the uh, podcast leader of uh, two podcasts called Green Lines and also The Joy of Job. And he's got literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people tuning in. And that just tells us that is valuable content. But you know, of all these things, I- I'm just thankful that I call Dr. Green a friend and even more so a mentor. And I'm thankful that he's on the Be Healed podcast today to help us unpack this most important topic. So, Dr. Green, thank you so much for being with us today on the Be Healed podcast.
1: Well, Pastor Steve, it's an honor. I've been wanting to uh, be on your show since I met you. Uh, I always enjoy our time together. We've worked quite a bit together, always like this in front of a screen, but we've gotten to know each other well. And I'd say we're on our way to intimacy.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I wanted to talk about this topic with you, Dr. Green, because it's not that we've ever discussed this, um, it, but it, it's always coming out whenever I'm interacting with you, whether you're teaching, speaking with me personally, describing some work for the kingdom, whether it's when I hear you pray, I'm hearing all the time that you have this relationship with Jesus that goes beyond a, what I think a lot of people are experiencing in their practical Christian life. I think I think we've got to help get out this gem from your life uh, into their life uh, so they can understand what intimacy really should look like.
1: Well, pull it out, Pastor. I'm, I'm here to talk to you and I'll share with you. I don't know. I I do believe I have an intimacy, but like Paul, I want more. Yeah, there wasn't a day of Paul's life that there's a pretty good clue for intimacy. We're never satisfied. You know, that old song of the church, I am satisfied, satisfied with Jesus. I don't think Paul sang that song very much. (laughs) He just wanted more, brother. Amen. I think that's one of the keys. I know when I was dating my wife and still now we just celebrated our 49th anniversary. I still feel like intimacy is I just want more time with you. That, okay, yeah, we've been married 49 years, but I'm not done. And, you know, I don't, I I just want to be, let's just hang out this weekend. Let's spend time together. I don't have to be somewhere doing something other than whatever it is. I want to be with her. I don't enjoy things without her. I won't go to a movie. I don't go to a museum. Sometimes when I'm traveling, I have to go to a museum or something. But the whole time I'm there, I wish he was there. Yeah. And I think that gives us a clue into the relationship that we want with Jesus. And that's what I hope that I feel like uh, in every moment when I'm considering the gospel, which is throughout the day, every day, is considering the word of the Lord. Yeah, so powerful. I think a lot of people
0: have been trained uh, to know about God. You know, to sure. to 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 learn information, facts, figures, uh, even seminarial training in Bible college is often filled with survey courses. But somehow it sometimes falls short of just being with Jesus. Um, yes. Could you talk with us a little bit about the difference uh, from your perspective about
1: knowing about God versus actually knowing him? Yes, sir. What a big difference It's only a canyon. <laughs> you know, there's a great big canyon and may not connect. But let's start with with a basic give here. The give is that we know that we must acquire knowledge of him. The quickest way to intimacy is through the word. Get into the word and know him. I couldn't remember my early days of, with any relationship but with my wife. I just wanted to know her. So I would find out her favorite colors and, you know, does she like tennis? And do you want, do you like to go hiking? Do you like to fish? Just things, you know? So I wanted to know her essence and what she believed and what she didn't believe. And, you know, for us to form a union, we were going to have to know these things about each other and get closer and closer. Not for me to, so many of my young college students that I worked with and helped them in, uh, in their premarital coaching and uh, counseling, they were all too focused on changing each other that, well, there are things about him that I don't like. So I know that when we get married, that'll change. And, you know, my general response to that was "Hui, that we don't, we don't get married to change someone. Yeah. You know, that's just, it'd be like the relationship with the Lord saying, Lord, I really want to debate with you about this, this scripture. Cause I don't think it's right. It's we accept it. We are coming to know him. So let's leave that as a foundation that we can't escape. We're not going to be intimate with him without knowledge of him, but that intimacy has got to lead to trust. I'm going to use that word quite a bit in our discussion because I trust my wife. My wife trusts me. There's certain things we don't have to say or promise. We just have built up over the years, a high level of trust. So what happens with some well-educated theologians and scientists and any trade, not just, I'm not going to pick on theologians in particular, but sometimes school can make them heady and pride puffeth upeth, you know, it mucheth. Yes. You know, pride just puffs up and you can get very prideful of your theological knowledge and it can push you away because God doesn't share his his knowledge of him with you to puff you up. It's because he wants you to know him. It's like my dad giving me a story about his childhood. That wasn't to puff me up. I know more about my dad than you do. It was for me to understand him better and to maybe give him uh, more room to teach me and to coach me because of what he'd gone through and what he'd lived. And you don't have to live like I lived. Learn from my experience. Uh, I think what God's trying to teach us with our knowledge is his essence and his character and his laws, of course, his ways, my ways are not your ways. Just curl up on a chair here and let's get started. So you can learn my ways. That's, that's heavy. When you think about an intimate relationship with someone and he says, my ways are not your ways, doesn't sound like it's too intimate. Mm. You know, we have to work at that. So that's where that trust thing comes in. And I don't mean it to be formulaic, but I'm saying we cannot let knowledge puff us up. That, that's what I've got to be careful of. I want more knowledge of God, but I want it to lead uh, to a relationship. If, if it's scholarly, if I can pass a test, eh, so. But if I can just, like, be and I can love people, there's your first test. I mean, that's it. You, you've you got intimacy with the Lord. If, you, if loving others that you don't know and have never known, if loving others comes easy, you probably are in a relationship with the Lord because it's not natural. Man does not naturally, not even people with gregarious personalities are naturally lovers of people. They don't necessarily, loving the unlovely. How about that? Mm, mm. Who I would call unlovely, which hopefully would be no one. Mm. But I think that's what we sense when we're around someone that seems to have been with Jesus. They make us feel better. Yes. We just feel better. And the reason I feel better is presence with the Lord makes me feel better. I'm going to take a break and let you talk. How about that? Yeah, no, I
0: think it's wonderful. The word that keeps coming to my mind as you're sharing is process. Come on, that you started speaking about your wife and congratulations on 49 years. You're almost at the 50 mark.
1: I'm I, I'm a little over the halfway mark there with my wife. Well, I'm looking for all kind of tips on what we should do for our 50th. Oh well, I want to take. A trip or do something. I don't know what we should do, but we ought to do something, right? Well, I know it's gonna be special. And you know,
0: yes. the thing that that impressed upon me was when you first meet your wife, you're finding out what her favorite colors are. But now you've moved into this into this degree or this realm of trust. And yeah. I think this is important that people <laughs> would understand that with God, you kind of start in the outer court. You 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 kind of, you know, Jesus is taste and see. Right. Uh, The Bible says taste and see. Then then it says, come and be with me. And I love the reality that later in life, it was come and die for me. And I think people need to take pressure off of themselves because they maybe feel like, but I don't feel it yet. I don't feel it yet. Uh, could you talk with us a little bit about you know this idea of process that that it it does it's not instant relationship it's not instant trust um but but it's a lifestyle Could, could you talk with us a little bit about what that looks I'll like try it,
1: brother yeah, that's a really great question, but I think it it starts here for me it's good to be near god at psalm seventy three for me it's good to be near God my process is to get near to God. I think that's that's really what I work on. I don't know that that I'm close, but when I sense a distance I, I think it's no different than a, a family relationship. If I sense a distance, I want nearness. So I think distance is the opposite of inti- intimacy. Mm. And and even though his actual proximity is within us we're close, but I may not be doing my things right in the way I think about him. Mm. That's that's why I really like that Psalm. For me, it is good to be near God. So every now and then it's probably good to stop and take a look at your geo position in, in the not being literal here, but figuratively speaking, where am I on my Google map in nearness to God? Yes, Because it's up to me. God wants to be near me it's 100% up to me to press in, right? Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. It seems pretty clear. And we we sometimes seek nearness in ways that maybe don't pursue it. In other words, we try to use affectations. Mm. You know, we create uh, aesthetic experiences. How about that? Mm. Like a, um, oh, like I've tried to recreate a golf outing or a baseball game or a candlelight dinner with my wife. That was great. Last time we went out, we had a candlelight dinner and we ate this. And we ate that. So let's go recreate that experience. We never do, do we? Mm. It never is like it was in our memory. That's right. And what God wants is that fresh, new, uh come up higher. I got, I got a whole new experience for you. The way you won that battle with the Philistines last time, I don't want you to go that way. I got a whole new battle plan this time. You know, and I, I want you to know and be impressed with the, your desire to find my answer today. Yes. That the, the candlelight dinner of yesterday produced what it did, but let's not get caught up with the affectation or with the the, the symbolism or the, the physical doings. I don't know what to call it other than aesthetics that we try to, you, I've done it as a pastor, you know. Boy, it was, that song set was so good. Let's <laughs> say that and use it again someday. I've been there. And it, yeah, because, you, you know, that was it. And then, it, I don't know about your experience, mine was very flat. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just didn't produce the same thing because it was a different day. It was the Lord saying, come up higher, come on, this is where I am today. Yes, And uh, a sermon that almost every sermon I think is going to be my best ever uh, isn't. And the ones that I thought were a little flat, the Holy Spirit anointed it, and it went mm. really to a high place. I didn't see it coming. Mm. So the relational distance, Pastor, comes when I feel like there's a distance. Oh, my, this this, this happens with my wife. Uh, I know if I feel distant, I'm not trusting. Mm. How about that? Mm. So I got to check my trust index. I got to go back to work on that. And really see that what I'm pressing into in the Lord is fresh. It's original. It's now. It's, Lord, I know you're here. I know you're with me. But I don't need an affectation. I don't need a model. I don't need a box. I just need, like right now, Lord, you know me. I'm struggling with this thing. Yes. I'm struggling. And you know my heart. Help me. Show me what I'm missing. And I'll read some scripture to him. I trust you, Lord. I know that I'm in this place, and I'm I'm gonna let you ask more questions. But I I really want us to go from there into that place of of how storms create intimacy. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So. So powerful! So you're saying so many wonderful things. I, I I was thinking about this idea that when we try to recreate things, it it becomes the religion of man. It becomes systematized. Yeah. And um, and the other thing that I think you were bringing out is that we're we're relating and spending time with a resurrected Savior. Like it's not theory. He's actually alive. And there's on the throne. Yes. And he's living and he's breathing and he's hearing and he's seeing and, and he wants that, that right now moment relationship with us. And, and it's, it's powerful because a lot of people go to church and I think they're, they're reading memoirs rather than making memories you know, and and, and and when I'm with my wife, like you're were saying, we're, we're going out to dinner and, and I so appreciate how you're speaking with your wife because my wife, Kate is, uh, she's my best friend next to Jesus. And, and, and we're, on, we're bro. just so That's close good. and, and we are, we, we are just enjoying one another. And, and there are times that we're, we're, we're enjoying our food at a restaurant. We're not even speaking, but we're there and we're together. And, and so it's, intimate. it's, yeah, it's intimate. You don't have to speak
1: Yeah. because there's an intimacy.
0: There's high trust. That's right. And, and so, you know, in Luke chapter 10, we, we have this very famous passage about Mary and Martha, right? Yes. And, and here Jesus is in the house with both of them. He's near, but he's not emotionally connecting to Martha, but he is with Mary. He's not mentally connecting with Martha, but he is with, and it's just powerful that Jesus is right there with both of them. But something is, is there in verse 42 that I'd, I'd like to highlight. It says, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And, and, and that thing is that she, she sat at his feet. Dr. Green, you mentioned about storms and I'm bringing up this idea of Mary sitting at Jesus's feet. I think now more than ever in this economic, spiritual, governmental, political environment, uh, unprecedented, uh, you know, climate that we're in, we need to
1: sit at Jesus's feet more than ever. It's it's time to press in. We, We know the Bible is really rich in stories of the, how healthy storms can be for us that sometimes with the disciples, things got a little tough because of what they needed to learn. And they always came out of the other side of it with more intimacy than you anymore. They had aha moments. You know, I'm thankful for aha moments throughout my life and hopefully don't have to relearn them. Sometimes I, I've had to relearn some of them. But the ones that we learn and we grow from open the door to more learning and I think more wisdom. There's something about a trial, tough time, hard days that really, really help feed wisdom, which comes from trusting that in which we believe, knowing that God is God. And the more I trust his ways, the more intimate we become. I'm convinced of that, that I trust that whatever you're sending me through right now, it's not God, why are you doing this to me? Why can't you pull me out of this? It's, Lord, I know I'm here to learn, and I'll get through this. I pray it would be less that this cup would pass from me. It's okay to pray that. But if you can shorten this thing up, i sure, sure like that. But I trust what you're taking me through is for my good, and I love you, and I praise you just like I do from the top of the mountain. And I think that's when intimacy really spikes up with the Lord. And then we've, we have that closeness. We have that understanding that God is God. He's sovereign. We just, we just need to really get our minds wrapped around that word sovereign, that, you know, why did God take a baby from us? Why did, why did someone die? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? I don't know. Now I know in part, then I'll know in full, but in the meantime, God is sovereign, and I trust his wisdom. I trust his decision-making. I trust whatever's going on is for the best. Don't always understand it. Don't always get it, but I move into my place of trust. I press in. You know, sometimes uh, after, say, a, you know, in fact, I think, um, oh, child books, when you're learning to raise children, I won't name the, the author of them just in case, but a great writer of parenting said that if you take time to discipline a child, you must also pull them under your lap and spend time with them and hug them. Uh, or get down on the floor and play a game with them that the follow up, any act of discipline, whatever it is, must be followed with a love session. And I'm, and I'm so aware of God's follow up to a storm with love. It's so there is, if you look for it, he's, he'll pull you right back up into his lap and say, there, now, aren't you better? Did, did you learn from that? Are you growing? And you know, I love you. I care about you. This is for your good. And he says those parental Abba Father kind of things in my spirit. I don't hear audible voices. Uh, I Sometimes I hear the spirit more intense than others that I know that I know. But I have trust that when I'm getting that nudge, I know it's the Holy Spirit. I know when, because I know the devil didn't tell me to do good. I, people ask me all the time. I feel led to, I think I feel led to give that person $20 or to buy their lunch. How do I know if it's God? I said, because you're not going to do it. And Satan didn't tell you to do it. There's only one other choice. It's probably God telling you, you know, and I don't know. That's silly, but it it, it still is a, an indication that you're hearing. Now put it into action. And so all these times of intimacy are preceded by that, that loving follow up to the storm. I, I can't wait for this next revival, brother, because there's going to be a love fest. Can you imagine what churches are going to be like? How we're going to be, we're going to need to build more room. We're going to have to have more services. We're going to pack them out because people are going to return to God out of hunger, out of desperation. And God doesn't really care how you come, just come. I don't care what got you here or what we had to go through to get you here, but you're here. Now let's go and press in. And so I, I believe we're in a season. It's coming. I believe the great, the greatest revival we've ever seen is right on the horizon, and I, I can't wait. We're believing uh, with confidence that it's coming, and I
0: think what you're saying is so encouraging because intimacy uh, trumps my understanding. You know, if you think about of a young boy holding their father's hand, and it's a strong hand, it's a warm hand. It's a safe place. You may not understand all about the Father, but you have that intimacy. You have that exchange. And I, I, want, I want you who are listening right now to really receive this. You may be new in your relationship with God. In fact, you may even not know Jesus Christ as Lord or as Savior. Maybe you've been questioning what the Bible teaches, but I want to tell you that it starts with putting your hand out. It starts with saying, God, I, I want to experience you. I want to get to know you. And I want to encourage you that wherever you are, even if you've been Christian for, for many years, tell them, I want to get to know you more, Father. This is the Father's heart. I want to encourage you that God sent Jesus Christ to the earth because he wasn't hiding. And if yeah. you see Jesus, you see the Father. So if you hear Jesus, you hear the Father. And so the door is open for you. Dr. Green, could you pray? Well, first, if you have anything else to share, uh, please go ahead and do that. But I'd like you to, to pray for those who are listening right now, because we know that there are, are desperate people hearing our voices right now. And we know that, uh, that this message today uh, may be a bridge between their pain and God's provision. And so uh, let me turn it over to you and release it to you to share any last remarks and and release uh, an anointed prayer uh, on their behalf.
1: I will pray for your audience, but I, I want to first give this P.S. to what we've discussed with intimacy. And I want to say, it. I, I think this will encapsulate what we've tried to say together. And that's at the point that you need to trust the most is the point of your intimacy. Where you most need to trust the Lord and you can enter into that trust, you've you've found intimacy. And that if I I just don't trust the Lord for that, you know, sorry, I can't receive my healing. I just don't believe it. And I haven't seen it. I've prayed so many times and I can't get it. I think there's a a gap in your intimacy. I don't want to judge that. I'm just going to say perchance there is a gap there that you'll need to pray into. And would, would like to see you do that. I'd like to see you pray in to that thing you don't trust God for. If you don't trust God to multiply the blessings on you because you've sown blessings, then press into that and read the Bible more about it. Read the Word. See what God says He's going to do. Now you choose. It. Do you trust His Word or not? Trust it wholly or partially? To me, it, it seems like a, an intimate follower of Christ is going to trust Jesus with everything, trust all of it. And so I'm going to pray from that point that, Father, help us with our trust. Help us to trust you in our place of weakness, where we are the most weak. So every listener that hears this podcast and and spends time with Pastor Steve, I pray that we would be very aware of our trust factor, that what is it that we trust you completely for, and how do we compare that to where we have low trust? Lord, I think you're more concerned about our low trust than you are our high trust. Lord, that our intimacy depends upon our ability to know you. And I just want to know you. We want to know you more. In order in that knowing, let trust grow. I pray in a way that maybe no one's been prayed for in a, in a while or ever. Lord, I pray trust will grow among every hearer of this podcast. Lord, we pray for love to thrive. Lord, as we see our relationships growing, we'll know that our relationship with you is strong. That we know that as we battle and rant and rail against others, we know our, we, we have work to do. That we, we are people of peace. We are people of love. We'll, we'll be noted for our time with Christ because of how we don't rail for railings how we don't respond to uh, evil, how we don't fall to temptation because we're different. We're set apart. We're already seated at the king's table. In that position, we behave in a way that honors who we are and what we're called to do. We represent the kingdom of God. We need to act like who we are and to be constantly aware of who we're called to be and who we are in Christ. And in that, Uh, we'll trust the head of the table. We trust the one that sits at the head of the table. We trust that one that sits on our left and sits on our right because they're not perfect, but they're following Christ and they're trying hard. So I trust them. I'm quick to trust my brother. Even in signs of wrongdoing, I'm quick to, to trust, to see the good, to see what could be going on to explain the situation, not to judge it, but to find out what it is that's causing what I don't understand that I'm seeing. We just need to be less judgmental, more positive in our relationship with you. that's that's how we're gonna grow love. So Father, I just give this with you. I don't say that I have it all, but Lord, I know that if love abounds, if it just abounds, that we're gonna take care of most everything, Lord, more love, more trust, more time with you, you know. I want time with my wife, but I want time with you too. I love my alone time with you when I get to consider the scriptures or I get to press into a thought and let you just unfold it for me. Thank you for those moments of unfolding the word to us. So Lord, I thank you for the ministry of Pastor Steve, for who he is, for his family, bless them with bounty, not for man's sake, but for the sake of the kingdom, that it might be shared with the kingdom in a way that is godly and mighty. Bless his family and their health. Bless his ministry and the, the ministry of his church and all that he surveys and all that his hands are set upon. May it grow in bounty. So Lord, we love you. We bless you. We want more of you. Help us to grow in intimacy with Christ today. In a mighty name of Jesus, we pray and agree. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Podcast may be finished, but the work of God in your life is not. So I want to give you a challenge. I want you to listen to this podcast one more time. And I want you to take notes on those points that you know God is speaking to your heart. And when you're finished, I want you to write a commitment down on paper that you will read every day to grow your relationship with God. I'm telling you, it's going to be a pathway to all the promises of God becoming yes and amen in your life. also want to encourage you to text the word healing to 94000 because we've got a free resource talking about your identity in God. Intimacy isn't just knowing things. About God. It's also knowing what God thinks about you. So go ahead and text the word healing. Just type the word healing where you'd put your message and where you'd put the phone number. Just type 94,000, hit send, and you'll also become part of our community. You can stay in touch with what we're doing, what's coming up, and uh, we thank you that you've tuned in today. I know that God is touching you today. Be blessed. And may the Lord Jesus Christ elevate your intimacy with him like never before. We love you. God bless you. Dr. Green, thank you again for being our special guest on the Be Healed podcast.
1: Thank you, Pastor Steve. God bless you. Amen.
0: God bless. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, He calls us to live in His grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of His grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.